friends at Survivor.com. It's me, Mario. <laughs> you guys, number one. Hey everyone, Steve from Survivor here with a special edition of the Friendly Fire Show. I had the utter honor to speak to Double Fine's Tim Schaefer alongside senior systems designer Lauren Scott about all things Psychonauts 2, but not limited to anything else. Uh, we talked about Double Fine's 20 years uh, as a developer. We talked about the, the original game, the Rhombus of Ruin VR game. We talked about... Double Finds Culture, a whole bunch of stuff that I'm, I'm really quite uh, excited to let you guys listen to and eavesdrop on uh, in full. The, the entire half an hour conversation is here for you. Kick back, put up your feet, especially if you're in lockdown, hang in there, uh, have a listen, and uh, enjoy. Got like my mic, I feel like a, a streamer. I'm not a streamer. You don't sound like you're in Australia or Australian. I am definitely in Australia. Uh, I'm a Canadian. I've been here for like 20 years, so I don't sound Canadian wow to Canadians either. It's a really, I inflect up at the end of a sentence like an Australian. So when I go back <laughs> home, everything sounds like a question. But when I'm interviewing people, that's okay. Cause like, if it sounds like a question to you, it probably is. So yeah. we're good to go. <laughs> um, first off, congratulations to 20 years of Double Fine. Um, oh yeah. Either, either proper 20 years of Double Fine or working at a company that has 20 years of history behind it. How does it, how does it feel? Like what, what is your biggest accomplishment? Like how are you enjoying this moment? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, anyone who's been in the indie studio knows that uh, it's like a roller coaster. And so just surviving is a huge uh, thing. Like just, you know, cause we know, we know we made some tough choices along the line to, to be, be not just surviving, but intact with what we think is our, our culture, like our special culture intact. And, um, still making fun, creative games and always doing it like uh, Frank, Frank Sinatra, Double Fine does it uh, their way. But, uh, you know, still, you know, really proud of our games we're making. We don't feel like we've had to compromise anything like that to um, to stick around. But we were very fortunate and we had a, you know, a great team and a series of teams over the years um, that have led to that success, I think. Nice. And Lauren, obviously, is there is there a bit of comfort or you know like safety and you know like going into a company that has such a long history instead of you know like a, a startup or like a new indie studio that you know may or may not be here in a year or two i mean it's it's pretty cool it's pretty nice i've actually you know the two places i worked before this were more uh, i guess sort of established uh like as well but uh it's sort of a different feel when you have you know people that literally worked on the first game like so many years ago and have been here since the studio's inception and they're still like really excited about being here it's it's a different uh feeling than just a studio that's been around forever but maybe turned through a lot of people yeah i'm gonna i have i have a list of questions i have them on both screens so you'll see me darting but it's just because i'm figuring out where i want to look um and i'm already just gonna go like f from the top to the bottom of the list because i'm just gonna try to run with how we're talking and of course like either of you can answer the question one of you can take it i don't really care we'll play it by ear um i, I guess tim this is more to you though can, how important was it to kind of like get the old gang back together or was it important to find some sort of balance for psychonauts two of you know like the old guard and you know like the fresh new takes yeah. on on what it could be 
Well, we really want to, uh, you know, we both want to appeal to new gamers and also really is very important with a game like Psychonauts as a very devoted following to be very true to what fans of the first game expect, you know, what they what they loved about the first game that they there's a certain trust when you start a game. You can almost tell right away if there's this like um, you feel like you trust the developer, you know, and so we have to earn that right away with um, Psychonauts and uh and part of that is so important is it starts with uh, you know the first initial concept art being able to get our original concept artists back Scott uh, Campbell and Peter Chan, and the music you know will set a mood right away that feels very familiar from Peter McConnell, and um, you know the same uh, some of the same programmers and the same modelers obviously lend a lot to it feeling like ah oh, this is the Psychonauts world and the actors getting Richard Horvitz back and all the same actors. And then to, I think, bring in new fans, like what can we do to make things uh, better and what can we expand upon? And that's where, you know, we have new people like Lauren who are working on the design and bringing new ideas for combat and uh, exploration and economy. Yeah. Nice. Now, it's it's still kind of insane to me that if, we, you know, we think about Psychonauts 2 six, seven years ago i'm very bad at math um you know this this kind of got off the ground because of fig and you know flash forward to today and if psychonauts 2 wasn't a thing i'm sure you could maybe walk up to to phil now and just be like i want to make psychonauts 2 <laughs> how how is being a microsoft studio changed double fine i guess what what are the what are the the positives first we might try to touch on not negatives but you know like things that are maybe harder as a result of of losing indie status well, I mean, nothing is really harder when it's just like, um, you know, we were very careful because it wasn't our goal to get acquired. You know, we were not uh, we were just trying to we were very fiercely independent. Um, but uh, the way that um, Xbox has been acquiring studios is what they call limited in integration. You know, I was asking it seems like dumb questions, but they're important. I was like, do we have to change our email accounts to be at Tim at Microsoft or not that I would ever get that. But like, or, you know, <laughs> do we have to put a logo in our lobby, like a big Windows logo? And they're like, no. No, you keep you keep everything about your company. You still run it the way you ran it all these years, but we provide the money instead of you going out and beating the bushes to find it. You you just know that that's there, and that checking that big thing off your list is like, what do I do with fifty percent of my mental time now? You know, and then the answer is to think about the game, think about creative things instead of thinking about um, how you're going to run out of money in three months. So the all the boring admin stuff is now kind of. Not out the window, but maybe with someone else at least, which is that sounds like a very lovely thing. Yeah, yeah you mean the terrifying, all the terrifying financial matters. Yes. <laughs> is is I got the the beauty of Psychonauts is that it it doesn't it's not you know like the, the cutting edge looks like exactly like a human being and it's it's not trying to be you know like the the most top. Not not top quality, like cutting well, edge. That's the better way. We're definitely yes, not going for you. a photorealistic look. We're going for a stylized look. So, are there any kind of like Microsoft, like you know, has as your cloud technology helped in in any way, or is it kind of like you you are doing your own thing, and it's you know, you, there's nice to haves that are maybe off on the side if you needed them or or want to tap into them. Well, they asked us what we would do if we weren't constrained by things like finances and stuff. And one of them was like, well, we just finish the game properly with the right amount of polish and also take the time to add back in things that we had to cut, like our boss fights and things like that. So um, and then also more than, you know, our tech was pretty set, you know, we're using Unreal. And so what we had access to was a sort of a... a um, of knowledge base where we can have our programmers meet programmers from other studios and talk about how they're using the engine, you know, and we can, we can have all our disciplines meet, uh, and kind of, uh, kind of be part of the, the, the 
combined knowledge of all these different studios. Even though we're independent, it's nice to get together with different disciplines and talk about someone who does your job at another company. And then we also have resources that we didn't have before, like getting Microsoft to, you know, the, the all the rigorous and thorough playtesting they can do, not just for bugs, but for usability, you know, diversity, inclusion, mental health, and all the different things that they, accessibility, they can test and, and give us notes and make us, help us um, make changes that make the game more accessible to more people. Now, completely hypothetical, now that you're in the Microsoft fold, and this isn't confirmation of anything coming out, but if- Yes, you... we're making the next Halo game. Oh, yes. perfect. Sorry, I probably shouldn't confirm that now, but- <laughs> And the release date is the day after Psychonauts 2. It's going to be hard, but... Getting in before Infinite. I like it. Keeping that in our back pocket for a long time. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> if, if, you, if you can take an, like an IP from Microsoft and, and make a game, or if you could, if you wanted to, would it be, you know, like, we want to try a Halo. We want to bring back Conquer. I want to put Microsoft Excel in the spotlight and give it the game it, it's always deserved. <laughs> it, Clippy. Can... <laughs> I've always thought about having Clippy in the game. Um, well, I mean, I think... Uh, what Microsoft and Xbox wanted when they were looking at us is like, well, this studio can create worlds and create characters and create IP. And so we we're just going to keep doing that. And I, I think that's what they, they weren't looking for a porthouse to, you know, convert to do DLC for Halo. That's why I made that joke when at the announcement where we announced that we were acquired, I made a joke about how we were going to work on Excel and stuff, but it's the opposite. You know, they, they want us for what we were already doing. They knew what we were doing. They knew the games that we released and they were like, yeah, come and do that for Xbox. And what I guess Matt Booty said just recently is, you know, like it, they're not expecting you to have to make Psychonauts 3 next if you don't want to. I guess there's probably the option if you wanted to, to, to do that. But it seems like you have a bit of freedom to, to decide oh, if you want to craft that. You gotta send me that link. I need to get that link so I can, it's, it's legally <laughs> binding. I didn't see that. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the Guardian from, I think, two days ago. If they want to make Psychonauts 3, and I'm paraphrasing, of course. If they want to make yeah, 3, yeah. they can, but we're not going to force them. Is, it's is... true. They've lived up to, you know, what they promised, which is that we we run our own ship and we, you know, because they vetted us before. They're like, we, you know, we like the games you're making and we'd like to, you know, they'd be a great addition to Game Pass and we, we see how we fit into Game Pass really well. So um, it's, it's it, we get to do, if anything, just more creative, more double fine games because it's not, we don't have to think, well, could we get a publisher to sign this before our money runs out, which is what we usually would think about. <laughs> now, before we get into Psychonauts and VR and Game Pass, I, like we'll get there, I promise. Um, Lauren, I just noticed that you kind of started off in part, at least, as like a bit of a games journalist, um, perhaps while studying. I didn't look at the dates. Um, and I was just kind of curious if that was more of like a hobby while you were, you know, learning and, and skilling up to, to do what you're doing now, or if it was something that you kind of pivoted out of and towards and and why if so you unearthed my distant past even i don't know about this. i went on linkedin it's you secret oh, research that's on there <laughs> i i i did like very very briefly for a really small uh outlet that i think is gone now um just just a little bit um and but and because i used to write a lot i and and uh not just like journalistic, but fiction stuff. But anyway, uh, it was never a, a, a thing. <laughs> I like how you said, for a site that's probably gone now, not even worth Googling. Not even worth. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even look it up if I were you all. And I'm just going to go on LinkedIn now and, and delete this while we're talking. And does, does, I guess, it's, is, it, is, this, is it the same kind of creativity writing and, and doing what you are doing now, like designing and the collectibles and all that kind of stuff? Or is it kind of like a different subset of, of the brain? 
Uh, I mean, journalism, there's for sure places uh, where you can be creative, but I'd say like games have their constraints, but I feel like this, this space is just a lot uh, more unbounded uh, and there's a lot less explored space in games, I think, which is like the intriguing part for me. I really always wanted to do something where there were a lot of unknowns and a lot of like new ground to tread. So. One thing I would say that I've noticed in common for Lauren, I've noticed you um, having a very analytical approach. Like as a designer, when you're playing games, you can't help but like break them down into how they work. And when you get together and other designers and talk, I've noticed uh, you doing that. And that's something where the same skill applies to a game designer as a journalist, which is to be able to look look at a game analytically. Yeah. Maybe. Do you think that's true? Did I just say that for you? I always say that. Yeah. Thank you. See, you can be. I mean, because like a lot of us, you know, it's one thing to just, you know, I, I know what I like. I don't know what game design is good or not, but I know I like when I play it. And then, but then if you're going to work professionally as a designer, you have to actually be able to say stuff out loud about why something might work, which is hard. It's really hard to you really look at like, why is this jump fun and this jump isn't fun? But, you know, yeah. professional designers can be like, well, let me tell you, let me show you a graph. <laughs> Now, usually if Microsoft has time to introduce me to like someone I'm interviewing, my gamer score comes up and it's and because no one did it. I'm just going to tell you my gamer score because I'm very proud of it. It's like, actually, I don't even know what it is. It's like 560,000 or something along that line. So I like my achievements. Something, something like, like that. It's like, like it's like something like that. I don't know. Did they, <laughs> I, but thank you for asking. Oh, no one did ask? Okay. Uh, I just want to tell you that. Now, like achievements are very important to me. Uh, Lauren and I were kind of talking about you're, you're on the hunt for collectibles. So I'm assuming there's probably achievements tied to that. Like how, how much uh, influence do both of you have into the achievement lists? And like, how, how, do they, how do they come about? I'm always kind of curious as to who decides what, you know, that the milestones are and how many gamer score gets allocated to each thing and all those kind of things. Is that Me too? I don't know that too, Lauren. Oh. How does that, how does that come about? <laughs> I think we started out just soliciting ideas from the team because uh, we just wanted to see, uh, you know, because no one person like knows every single part of the game. And so there might be someone on a different team uh, a different part of the team that like knows oh there's this thing that this thing and this thing that you can do in combat and it's like this really cool trick and if you do it then you should be able to get like a secret achievement or something so first we sent out you know just a spreadsheet fill out some funny stuff and then we filled it out with like more you know uh standard like game milestones like beating certain levels and hitting certain ranks and stuff um and yeah so it's, just, it's a balance of uh of like team input and then um sensible achievements <laughs> sensible. i mean you have discussions like like you're as an achievement hunter yourself you're you're how how would you if you were just playing a game normally and you finished it without trying to get any special achievements what how, what percentage of the achievements do you think you should have this Me? is a debate that designers will have like half maybe oh. half interesting lauren no too much not enough uh i don't know i i usually end up with like a third I always say like or seven half, or maybe half. <laughs> well, more I, is always good. I'm fine with more. It's it's like if if you have an achievement in your game that's like spend 700 hours doing something, I'm going to be upset with you, especially if it's worth like 10. Or actually, even if it's worth 100, I'm, I'm going to be annoyed at that anyway. Yeah, I think that's why I've never fully 100%ed Brutal Legend, uh, because you have to get 50 ranked victories, and just everyone got too good too fast, and I couldn't. I couldn't get. I could do friendly matches, but I could never get rid of those. But I think if I, I play every year on the anniversary, so maybe eventually after fifty years, I'll do it. I'm sure if you took to Twitter or something, people would probably. Uh, it's known Throw as game. boosting. Yeah, probably help you. 
You of all people. <laughs> I don't know about this lingo, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tell me about the dirty world of bootleg achievements. Trueachievements.com. That's Black not my Black website. Black. I'm just giving it to them now. Um, sorry, back on track. With Psychonauts, is how, how do you guys both feel about opening the original Psychonauts up now on Xbox One or Xbox Series and, and seeing how crazy it looks now as compared to like if you had an old xbox kicking about and you just plugged it into your tv and you know it's a little bit muddier it's a little bit you know is that is that enough is that a remake or a remaster like doesn't have to happen out the window because this is this is the game and it's fine and it's good like this and if you want to play it play it that was a super long question i mean it is it is uh it's great to play the original you can play the original on, on game pass right now um, and, uh, you know, you never know someday now that we have more resources, we could remaster that someday, but it would be a lot of work because a lot of that was not archived properly. And a lot of the scenes would have to be remade from scratch. And so, um, uh, maybe someday, but, um, but I think the first, the original game really holds up a lot of ways, especially the stuff that was rendered in engine. Cause I just, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, a lot of it, a lot of its style comes from the shape language of the characters and stuff. And that still, uh, is, is kind of evergreen if you will. It's just the camera. That's I get, you have to kind of train yourself not to use modern day camera thumbs for older <laughs> games. I went back to play Psychonauts just to kind of do a comparison after I played two, and it was like, oh no no, right yeah, thumb down. Yeah, we definitely uh, our new camera programmer Jacobs has been masterfully writing really, really uh, elegant uh, camera. So you don't even notice the things that it's doing sometimes, but it moves through a portal and it just it does these crazy things. So um, that's definitely one of the areas uh, along with camera, along with combat, we're like, what are the two things we want to make better about Psychonauts 2? Combat and camera. And obviously playing playing 2, uh, there, are, there are references to the Rhombus of Ruin. I've never played it. It's a, it's a VR stint. It, it has, you can see how obviously the original is shaping Psychonauts 2. Is there anything from, you know, the VR uh title that is kind of continues on into you know learnings or, or things like that that maybe i haven't noticed or wouldn't know to notice there's a lot i mean we were making we were already designing second odds too while rhombus was in production so we're like let's stick hey stick this thing in rhombus and we're going to call back so there's a lot of callbacks to it but if you didn't play rhombus you wouldn't know you're missing it it's just a, there are a lot of like jokes about harold the rat or the crab sandwich that you, you'd think are funnier if you played rhombus or ruin but uh you just you just think of new characters like oh these new but the origin story is in rhombus now in in terms of i I know there's the big kind of opening that kind of tries to catch you up and it's literally events that occurred you know days or hours before psychonauts 2 um but how did double fine kind of approach trying to to gather the story from those two games for someone who's just going to jump straight into two and and kind of wants to be caught up but doesn't want to you know play the older games just wants to start off from here like how do we make that animated uh little sequence or yeah, like, did, was it like a an all hands kind of like what are the important pop points or like you know you've had you said you had two in your brain you know since yeah. the original psychonauts we, was it kind of laid out like this is what we're gonna i tell people. uh wrote the script and then the amazing michael Furman did the art and animation it's just incredible uh looking thing um but it was mostly uh right i wrote it because i kind of knew where the bodies were buried as far as like i knew the little things that i stuck in the first game like the stumps around the campfire and all these things that paid off in the second game and so i feel like i had to you know call up all the stuff that you might not understand if you hadn't played it like the fact that ford can teleport like you know that that people might not realize you know and so i wanted to make sure that we at least touched on everything 
it's kind of like when you watch the previously on the TV show and they they show a scene, you're like, oh, I bet that character's coming back because they showed him in the previously. Yeah. <laughs> um, has this has been in your head for for a long time? Has anything changed because you know it's it's you know now 2021? Like as an example, uh, I kind of assume that you know like the concept of ram it down might not have been where it was back in the day as it is now. You know, like with you know reality shows and you know master chefs and whatever's in the world like has, has things, have things iron evolved chef, i think right, we, i think we knew about iron chef i think uh the funny story about ram it down is that that, sh- that whole level was taken from a game concept that asaf sadiki one of our uh project leaders in amnesia fortnite which is our game jam a couple uh, fortnights ago lauren was also one of those project leaders um he did this game it was really cool and it was sitting around there and they were like hey that would make a great level for a game can we just take that and asaf said okay Nice. But Let's only see. if I have to do all the work and fix all the bugs. That's what we said. Okay, awesome. <laughs> do you want to talk a bit more about, about how the Game Jam works as a as a as manager? No, team leader? I forgot your title, Lauren. I'm sorry. Of yeah, that yeah. particular instance. I know your title. Project leader is what you call him on Amnesia Fortnite. Yeah. But she's the senior designer of... Uh... Systems. Systems. <laughs> Alliteration. I was like, what did yeah. we actually put in the in the press briefing? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Amnesia Fortnite is a crazy, amazing experience. You, um, everyone in the studio has a chance to pitch their game, like anybody in any role. Uh, Asif was actually, uh, like a camera, like documentarian and came from behind the camera to pitch, uh, a game idea. Um, and then, um, the, the team votes in the top few games. Oh, oh and Tim votes too. And the top few games uh, get to be uh, worked on for two weeks. And then we have prototypes and we try them out. And it's really fun. Yeah. That and that's where ideas for like costume quests and stacking and Iron Brigade yeah. and Once a Monster and Middle Manager of Justice all and came from. And ram it down. And ram it down. I heard a cat. I'm surprised yeah. my cats haven't. There's like a couple a... of ones trying to push a lamp off my desk right now. There you go. <sighs> My one cat, I had to move my PC tower because he figured out how to turn it off when he was no. t- really needing attention. Yeah, thanks. That's really helpful. They probably want the heat. I well, yeah. Turn it, on. it was a while trying to get them to stop from sitting on top of it. <laughs> can can we speak about the, the theme? I know it's a, it's a giant theme of mental health um, and obviously why it's, why it's important to you, why it's important to cover in both of you, obviously, why it's important to cover in the game. And I guess if if that's changed in the last year and a half because of the new mental health challenges that I think we're all facing as a result of, of the pandemic <laughs> says the guy's I mean, still in lockdown are, are talking about mental health a lot more now. And I think it's become a lot less destigmatized. And I think that's been a really positive change. And, you know, the game is very easy shorthand to make a, a quote unquote crazy villain, you know, like it's just a, a fast way to make someone like, it's okay to shoot this person because they're, they're far gone. They're like this other thing. But I think hopefully people realize that that's really damaging, you know, to, to think about, people who are going through mental situations as some sort of other thing. They're really just just like us. We all have brains. We all have periods where we go through something like that or someone we love is doing that. And so I think the game itself has always tried to um, uh, demonstrate uh, the first time on accident, but this one more intentionally, that 
you know, you, you meet someone and they're doing something negative, like trying to take over the world, like Coach Oleander. But then you go inside their head and you see the world through their eyes and you realize they're suffering in their own way. And that you can, in this case of the game, you can actually help them with that. And um, so Raz really never leaves any brain worse off for him visiting. He always leaves them in a better place. Um, and that's why someone who was uh, one of our actors who was reading for uh, a line said, the thing I like about this game is that every level is about healing. And it never occurred to me like that we were doing that. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's totally exactly right. But it was just like, just intuitively felt like if you're going to go inside someone's mind, you have to, uh, you would just can't help but learn something and be a little more empathetic at the end. Here comes the other cat. <laughs> Don't knock over my camera. Cats are not pathetic. No. Now they're going to have a fight on my desk. Oh, there you go. It's just some background uh, accompaniment. I like it. It's it's weird because that idea of 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 empathy is is all. Is, there's kind of like the the counterbalance. Oh, now I want my cats to be here. There's there's the kind of counterbalance of almost like like I guess I'd call it you know don't meet your heroes because. I think I think it was I think you said this or maybe someone just summarized it and I'm just going to steal the paraphrasing anyway but you know Raz has always wanted to go to the home base of the psychonauts and always wanted to be a psychonaut uh, psychonaut and then he gets you know to meet the crew and he's kind of realizing that they need his help more than he needs theirs like it's that kind of oh this is this isn't what I was hoping for <laughs> oh yeah I mean that's definitely true he definitely at the game I mean he thinks they're going to be this perfect organization and he finds out they're run by flawed people and they actually are suffering from a lot of funding problems and they also have a, a spy working inside the organization a counter spy so they he, which is good because if they didn't need his help there wouldn't be much of a game so they actually need a lot of help from Russ. that's true yeah but he's still able to see through those flaws too and see the awesome parts of them as well you know both yeah. light and dark i'm being too hard on the psychonauts i should apologize um in the same way, and I, I, we we saw this on Twitter not too long ago. Uh, Double Fine is is doubling down <laughs> on uh, accessibility, and like not not to the point of just saying you know if you want to play this game your way, do it. But it's you know like you had a, a big swipe at the the get good culture. Um, how, how did that come about? And, you know, like why? How did we get to this point where like we're not just going to kind of skirt around the issue? We're just going to like point at you and say you are the problem here. Let people play how they want to play. <laughs> I mean. I think a lot of it actually took us by surprise, uh, you know, that I didn't it didn't occur to me to be a, a contentious or controversial opinion. You know, we've always wanted as many people as possible to enjoy our games and narrative based games like that way back in terms of Secret of Monkey Island 2, you know, put in difficulty modes because we heard a lot of people who were like, I really like the story in these games, but I, I can't handle these puzzles, you know, and I just don't like I want the flow to go more easy. And we're like, well, who are we to tell people how to enjoy the content that we made? You know, it's like it's, you want to show up in your game like you're enjoying this game wrong. Like, it's just it's dumb. And I actually feel like I learned a lot of that from our speedrunners, like um, watching uh, people on Awesome Games on Quick. Or like um, we we made a video of, of watching a speedrunner play Psychonauts 1. And in the beginning of the video, you can see how horrified we are that he's skipping all our content by speedrunning past it. But by the end of the video, we're all cheering him because we're like, oh, my God, he's found a different way to interact with our game that he loves that we didn't plan. And, like, you're so you're so lucky if someone does that, puts in the work to find a new way to enjoy the thing you made. Nice. And to bring that back, it's like, yeah, because it's not up to you to, like, when you make something, a creative work of art, it's not up to you to tell people to, like, how to how to look at it, how to enjoy it. Yeah, and I'm just glad that it broadens the pool of people that can play the game because for some people it's either, you know, this key accessibility feature, uh, you know, or not playing the game. And, you know, we would obviously rather them play. 
and enjoy it. And obviously you can play it as hard as you can make it as hard as you want. You can turn your brightness way down so you can barely see it. You can just you can do anything. <laughs> you can open play the blinds, you get glare. And then you... <laughs> Are there any achievements tied to difficulty or you know if, if you use all the accessibility options and make it as, as air quotes easy as possible are you are you limiting yourself from anything in that list says you know the, the achievement hunter so, lauren i can't say definitively because uh lauren's no, kept I the mean, list of achievements secret from me but uh <laughs> there's a couple of like combat related ones that you have to do things uh like sort of combo like things that maybe if you turn on certain ones like the narrative mode that make you makes you do more damage. It, you might kill things too fast to do to get a achievement or two, but but uh, I'm on purpose. We haven't purposely like tried yeah. to like. No. Well, you're cheating, so you don't get this achievement. There's not a finish yeah. the entire game on hard with your left hand tied behind your back. Okay. No. And you can yeah. always. It seems like you can probably bump the the combat back up to you know get your ten hit combo or what have you, and then put it back down if you're that desperate i'm gonna use desperate if you're that desperate yeah, for all the achievements or you there we have like the narrative mode which makes you do more damage and invincibility mode which makes you wait no the other way around the which makes you take less damage whatever um yep. so you know if you need to do a ton of combos you can just swap accessibility features and so that you can get your combos in but you're not being damaged and it's sort of like the same okay, thing hacking the game hacking yeah hacking exactly it's not yeah. hacking if it's okay, right? That's okay. Yeah. I see. I haven't purposely prohibited it, but also I feel like we're we're more interested in everyone being able to enjoy the content we made rather than making sure everyone can get every single achievement because that's uh, that's a achievements are like an extra thing that um, although they have such lovely, beautiful art for them, maybe it is should be seen as the mainline content. <laughs> um, I realized the time. I just wanted to make sure there was nothing either of you wanted to say before i'm sure pr shuffles us off i feel like we covered everything yeah there's, cool there's there's a lot of new stuff in this game a lot of new upgrades yep. a lot of new items a lot of new enemies new powers new 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 but then yep. lots of stuff coming back that you'll know and love if you played the first game so nice. well said well said that's true and not long to go congratulations to you both for your upcoming yeah. release. I'm yeah. excited to play. We gotta it get it the... done so we can work on that Halo. Well, yeah. yeah. You don't have much time. You said a day after Psychonauts two. We can do yeah, it. I mean, late, like end of day, like later in the day. And know. no crunch, obviously. On um, yeah, of course, of yeah, course. It's basically a reskin of Psychonauts two. It's just <laughs> we put a helmet. We put a helmet on him and. Nice. Well, it's the Halo content that we need. Where we're waiting for for three four three to hopefully. <laughs> release soon but under no crunch as well anyway thank you guys so much for your time uh awesome. it was a delight talking to you both and uh you hopefully you get to enjoy the rest of your uh, evening soon all right thank you nice talking to you bye everybody